a good, kind person. You is smart. <laughs> you is kind. You is important. And I was just like, this person needs to have a good day today, Shane. Be a good person. And I was like, I'm having a problem with my phone. And I had to explain the whole thing again. And he's okay. And have you tried troubleshooting it? And I was oh like, my God. yes, I have. I have tried troubleshooting this problem. <laughs> I ain't doing it again. That's exactly what I said. And I was like, and before I tried troubleshooting it with a person, I had already troubleshooted all those steps before on my own. So he had to run this test thing on his end. And he's, oh, it looks like there is a hardware problem, unfortunately, with your camera. And I was like, lucky ducky over here. Yeah, lucky ducky. It's amazing that they can do that. Just test that while you're on the phone. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there is a problem. There's a little malfunction. Yeah. So he's, okay, what we'll have to do is we'll have to send you a new one. But this is what gets me. I know. This is what gets me. Is that, okay, it wasn't my fault that it's doing this. It's a brand new phone, right? So Rich. Then, <laughs> Sorry, every time. Calm down. <laughs> In this economy? Hello, people. Hello. My name is Shane. How are you? So he's, okay, so we're going to have to send you a new one since it's a hardware problem. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And he's, what we'll have to do is we will have to have you put a card on file and we'll have to have you, we'll pin the payment. And then when we get your phone back after, cause they're going to send me a new one. And then when they receive my phone, they'll cancel out the charge basically. And all this is on the phone. Yeah. I'm like, no, you text me. I want all this in writing. <laughs> you text Josh me. Josh is like, right I want now. an email. And so I was just thinking, I was just like, okay and i was like okay whatever i've already paid for it. when i got to thinking i was like he he had sent me an email so i could pin the charge and i was like how many people just randomly can just be like okay yeah let me just pin i don't remember how much it was it was more than a thousand dollars phone yeah yeah but like how many like what if you couldn't afford that just to randomly have that much money coming out of your bank account the, for a couple of weeks until the they can send, send you the is, money back. Is so many people's burnt them doing that that yeah. they have to require doing oh, it yeah. so that people won't take advantage oh, yeah. of them, and then that really screws the people that oh, are a billion dollar company, <laughs> right? Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. I'd hate for them to get screwed over. They're but my I, bless your heart and, for today. No. <laughs> and I also don't feel sorry for them because they can kill your phone off. If you screw them over... Well, here's a new paperweight for you. Yeah, if you don't send us the money, we'll kill your phone in two weeks. That's why I would say if I were them. Like well, those car places. Where yeah, and... You gotta put the code in. Yeah, and also it's Apple. So all of my stuff is through them. My Apple ID. I have Apple Pay. So they know where I live. <laughs> they could come for me. So it's not like I'm going to get away with if they send me a phone, I'm not going to send my phone back. So I thought that was really funny. But as he was sending me the email, I was waiting for it. And I was like, he didn't tell me how he was going to send that. Surely it's going to be an email. I guess it could be text. Remember the days of fax? And then I, so in one of the last episodes, I had told you about the, this might have been been on the Unmasked episode, maybe. I was talking about going to that Chinese restaurant and I, I had looked over the menu. They have a fax. You can fax in your... Oh, order yeah. just write it down and fax it in and then go pick it up to the drive-thru the place looks like it might you could probably buy some drugs out back 
but it's real shady. I, I do like, love a good facts. I feel, I feel like <laughs> in today's facts. world, the facts is really outdated. Oh, I, mean, I saw that. I'd send her a dick pic <laughs> just for fun. Not like of me, like a good one. Like <laughs> a, a Dick a, Cheney. A real stout member. Dick Cheney. Just <laughs> can you imagine just coming over like, is Dick Cheney? Oh, that'd be funny. <laughs> Whenever Kim has something to fax, she'll be like, can you fax this for me? And I'm like, yes. They have apps uh, for that. Sure. With your phone. And it's Kim, Josh. Like, I didn't know. Bada bing, bada bing. And even if did she did, Did you ever tell me would, this? No. Yes, I did. No, you did I have to. Well, I that's, think you're fibbing. It is 20, almost 2024. The first thing you, if you have to do something, you Google it and then you app store it because there's always an app for uh, everything some stuff i'm like is there an app for that oh my god there is speaking of listen to this oh god. so today it's halloween right and i saw a commercial you're not gonna believe it i saw a commercial for an app for an ai ouija board oh my lord no. yeah do you know how many demons you're going to have could, in your phone. Yeah. So what I thought was, Kim, in a couple weeks, I want to come over for... <laughs> I wish you guys could see her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> she, they are like dollars. You're high. Hell you are. <laughs> we are not playing with a Ouija board at my house. No, but no. listen, Kim. I have one on my we wall. Could, we could come over, Josh and I, and have a little slumber party. And he could bring his real Ouija board, and we could have the AI-generated app Ouija board. I cleanse it real well. Yeah. I wouldn't have it on my wall if I didn't know how to stop shit from coming through it. <laughs> stop the portals. And don't you be coming in Do here. Do you know how much fun we could have? You know how many people we could try to contact? I live alone, right? I know, and it's a risk I'm willing to take. It is not a risk I'm willing to take. <laughs> I get freaked out bad enough the way it is. I heard a noise last night and had to lock the inside <laughs> back door because I was freaking out. Oh. You're lucky I didn't call you and say, hey, Shane, uh, could you come over and stay the night, please? Because I hear a noise and I don't know what it is. Do you know how many times, though, on my phone, I have left like my phone on in my pocket? Or if I'm walking, I'll hold my phone in my wallet. And I've done crap, like open Facebook. I've actually even posted a Facebook status on accident. I've almost called. People. I've almost gone live oh. on Facebook. Oh, on Jesus. Accident. Yeah, I know. What the hell? But is can it? you imagine like summoning a demon through your phone I as you're trying to like order a coffee? No, thank you. That's what I imagine. But then I'm also like curious how it works. Like an AI gen, it, it works through artificial I intelligence. No, because that's how you get. <sighs> Haunted AI, and then that's how you get robots to take over the world. Uh, I just, I wonder how the AI works. The AI, I'm assuming, I have no idea how it works. I didn't look into it. But like you're trying to respond or ask questions maybe, and it responds to you. So it's learning what you're asking, and it's forming its own. So if you're trying to ask it about a person, is it forming a personality in the form of the person that you're trying to ask about? Possibly. <sighs> See, I use it's a mine. whole rabbit hole. No, I use mine very sparingly, probably tonight, since we've had our Halloween episode. But today is actually literal the right. Halloween, so tonight I'll probably give it a gander. But I cleanse and do is the white this guy on grinder real? <laughs> no, is he good for me? I don't need spirits' help to know that. I, uh, <laughs> you can tell a lot about a man by. 
the picture of his members that he sends you. I his can, hands? I can profile, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell about a man's whole life by one pick. <laughs> I'm beginning to get real jealous of all the pictures that you get. because I mean, I don't solicit them by any means. Give them However, me. it would be really nice if you would send me a Send me one every now <laughs> and just say, hey, look what I got today. No, I, my phone dinged me a few weeks ago and was like, you need to clear some memory. And I did on my regular photo app, but you know how there's the hidden one. Sorry to out anybody whose spouse didn't know that there was a hidden option on the thing. But oh my gosh. Do you know how many people listening are like, oh. <gasps> And like, because you when know, they like get people, home and they're yeah. checking their husband's yeah, phone. Yeah, because every once in a while, I'm sure they like see their husband's phone or their wife's phone. They're like, oh, let me see what they got going on here real quick in these two minutes that I have before right. they come back. They don't see anything and they're like, oh, they're so trustworthy. And then now in this moment, they're like, oh, there's a hidden there's a hidden feature. Yeah, and now is. they're Googling it. So tell us about the hidden feature, Josh. How do you find it? When you go on the, but like when you open your photos thing on Apple. You scroll all the way to the bottom, and then there's a thing that says recently <laughs> deleted, and then there's one that says hidden. And I have over 10,000 pictures. You were talking about that on the last episode. I thought I mentioned I'm it. I'm just going to have to look and make sure that I don't have anything in my hidden <laughs> one because I don't know whether I do or not. Kim probably has actually hidden photos over the years. Probably. That is hilarious. 10,221. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, I'll send you one right now, Kim. <laughs> I can't look at it because I we're oh, yeah. with my phone. <laughs> I'll wait then because my luck it'll ruin stop the, the video. Yeah. yeah. So Josh, Kim and I, she has been looking for a new couch, right, for her living room. Oh, uh, over the weekend, mm-hmm. we decided that we were going to go to a furniture store, and it's the same one. That grandma used to go to, that used to be a flea market in Anderson. Okay. Or near Delville. Yeah, the old yeah. Delville Mall. Yeah. That furniture outlet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kim and I go there, right? And we're in there and we sit down on the couch and the salesman walks over. Oh my God. And he's, was he cute? can I help you guys with something? Yes, he was cute. I was going to say no, I'm but I guess everything in that Kim's desperate. No, and he was cute. She's long. He was she's young, desperate. though. You wouldn't have liked him. So he says, are you guys looking for something? And without missing a beat, I said, yeah, my friend here is looking for a man. And she's real desperate. <laughs> and Kim looked at me. And she was so embarrassed. I don't and, know why I go into public with and, him anymore. And you could tell that he has never experienced this level of sarcasm and seriousness. He and he unprepared. was just, yeah, and he's like a salesman. And he was just like ready to sell a couch. And he was just like. <gasps> I would have just turned around and walked away. Yeah. It, I yeah. did. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, just he turned like, around shaking yeah. my head and walking away. Yeah. And he's just like, if you guys need any help, you just let me know. But hit, hit the octet, like his voice level changed. <laughs> it was a little higher. He's like, if you guys need anything, you let me just know. Just let me know. Yeah. It was so funny. And then he didn't bother us at all. I bet. <laughs> no, nope, Big furniture store. Salesman didn't come for us at all. There was even one that you guys wanted a price on, and there was couldn't he wasn't him. even around where no. you could find out how much it was. I don't know what that says about you, Kim. 
See, it means there I'm was cheap. no price of a couch that he was interested. I guess not. See, Kim, that's when <laughs> you meet them head on, but one up them. So he said that, and that's when you should have said something like, Shane, you know I like him big enough to split me wide open. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good, Kim. See, why don't you have you Fisker come back? Because you always embarrass the shit out of me, and I can't think of anything to come back with hey. when I'm embarrassed as crap. Your embarrassment is gone immediately, and it's all transferred mm. to the next person. Are you kidding? He doesn't get yeah. embarrassed about anything. No, I don't either. Why though. be embarrassed? I don't. I don't know that person. He doesn't know me. I think I have maybe. Out of all of the years that I've known him, which was what seven, eight years, too long. I think I might have embarrassed him maybe once or twice. When? And he does it every single time we go somewhere. Oh, no. Yeah. Never gets and old either. You know how she embarrasses me. It's not over her trying to embarrass me. It's over her doing something that would embarrass her way more than I would be embarrassed. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, my God, Kim, you need to stop because it embarrasses me so much. Bless him. I know. I don't do many embarrassing things. At least I try not to. If I do, though, it doesn't bother me. Have you ever been to that flea market when it was a flea market? Oh, yeah, all the time. I remember going sometimes with Grandma, and they would have, like, singings and stuff. Yeah. But like Food and whatnot. (laughs) That's what what I remember was the snacks. The popcorn stand, right as you walk in the main room. The warm nuts. Yeah. I love me some good warm nuts. Yeah. That's why I remember, like, as soon as we walked in, they still have the stands and stuff. So that's, like, where the offices are now. And then they always had those little shops in there. Yeah. I used to go there all the time. Yeah. Good bargains. Kim and I found an alien. They have an alien in there. And we took a picture with it. We'll make sure that we post it with this episode. Oh, I thought you already did. No, I haven't yet. Yeah, especially, like, in high school and right afterwards, I would go there and that's where I'd buy shampoo and whatnot because you know, mm. it was on CVS a week later. It was like a, a poor man's <laughs> TJ Maxx. Like, yeah, <laughs> I remember. Cause... I stopped going, though, because I went with my friend and we were looking through. And some of the vendors were just like little tiny rooms. Yeah. And they had just the stuff was in boxes. And I saw a mouse jump from one oh, box yeah. to another. And I was like. I walked out, and I don't think I've ever went back. I'm like, nope. They have some really nice stuff in there. That's where I got my last recliner at. Yeah. It, they do have some really nice furniture, and there was a couple things that I really liked, but I'd be a pro or old broke bitch. <laughs> so I have to tell you that the bathrooms there are very interesting. and I don't think I've ever used them all the times I've <laughs> So there, as you walk into the men's restroom, there's a sign on the door, and then as you walk in, they are probably every four feet all along the walls. Toilet? In the toilets, along above the urinals, and above the sinks, all over the bathroom walls. And you might have seen this photo. I posted it in our Facebook group. And oh, it's yeah, the full misspelled of misspellings. Yeah, yeah, it says, please be courteous others. of others's. And flush the toilet, wipe off toilet seats. Thanks, management. So it's like, what kind of problems are they having there? They have to have (laughs) 50 signs in the men's restroom. Yeah. The women's restroom is completely different. There's nothing on the walls. But when you walk in, it looks like that you're walking on a pier 
and it has water around it with fish. Mm. And it's all the way into the bathroom. Why are it women's bathrooms so always weird. so not weird? Men, they just treat us men like trash. I, I know. To, they just have a crazy sign up for us. We're going to have to go back so that, just so that I can take a picture of it. And that. all the soap dispensers were empty except one, and it barely had soap in it. And I was like really well, working hard. I know. Them. See, it's all about how you say things. Instead of all those signs that are misspelled and say that, they should just have one that says, if you sprinkle when you tinkle, be a sweetie. Wipe <laughs> the CD. I love it. I love those and the ones that say, welcome to our ool. You notice there's no P in it. <laughs> Let's keep it that way. I love it. <laughs> it doesn't take much, guys. It doesn't take much. It's all fun and games till, you know, I go shopping alone most of the time and I just have my headphones in and I'll see one of those funny signs and just bust out laughing. And then I'm like, oh, I'm around a group of people. <laughs> you shop with headphones? Oh, yeah. Oh, I never have thought to do that, I guess. Uh, anymore. I tried it out. At first, I, was, I felt like, I don't know, it would be rude mm. for me to wear. Like, what if someone's hollering at me? But then I'm like, someone's hollering at me. I don't give two reds. <laughs> you know what's funny, though, is like my thinking is, I don't know that I would be able to walk straight. <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> it I does think mess. that. The first few times, yeah. I'm like, I'm getting a little disoriented. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about is that I would start wobbling. It's nice, but and I listen. that's new? I listen to podcasts and sometimes they say something funny and then you just, ah! yeah. and then you're like, oh, I'm in line. <laughs> or or it, it would be a situation like when Kim was at Walmart and they had the the threat call. What was that? A bomb threat or it something? It was a bomb threat, yeah. And they get on the intercom you don't and hear like, it? tell you, yeah. And meanwhile, Kim's just walking around, getting her eggs, listening to her favorite murder show. Macaroni. <laughs> <laughs> or there's, because when I was at, when I was in college in Indianapolis, uh, my very first time to Walmart there was, I was walking in and they had this big drug bust. And so, yeah, there was, we all had to hit the ground and... The FBI and all these people came flying in. Yeah, yeah I just have my headphones in. And meanwhile, Josh would have his headphones in, shaking his booty down, his eyes? down, down the, the freezer aisle. aisle. Go, 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 go. He wouldn't know what was going on. I will put one in and, you know, need on my mood, I'll listen to music, a podcast, or I'll just put like calming ambiance music mm. in the back. It, it helps me concentrate. Yeah. Helps me from getting overstimulated by all the noises and screaming people. <laughs> Oh. I wonder if anyone listens to us while they're shopping. Mm, that that would be interesting. Yeah. If someone is shopping right now and they're listening to us hey. talking about don't, shopping. Don't forget the eggs and the bread. <sighs> milk. Don't forget the milk. milk. Milk, eggs, bread. Don't forget that. There you go. Get that candy bar, girl or boy or they. You earned it. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Just right there. Grab that Butterfinger. <laughs> Grab me one, too. You could tell where Josh <laughs> likes to shop. He's at the store. I'm real bad at especially candy impulse control. I was, when I get up to the checkout, I'm like, Ooh, a new kind of Twizzler? <laughs> Peach? Oh, don't mind if I do. Now, see, that's the difference between Josh and I is that I will I cannot have that stuff in my house because I will, I'll eat it. Oh, I do, too. And Josh will have you that stuff in his house, so he'll eat it. But I texted Kim the other day because I had just worked out and I so wanted something sweet. And that's why I don't keep it in my house. And I texted Kim and I was like, boy, it's a good thing that there's no sweets in this house because they'd like, be eaten why? right now. I'd be going at them. <laughs> yeah. 
I was like, because they wouldn't be in my house anymore. That's why there aren't any. I haven't had a full-size candy bar in God. I have no idea how long because, of course, I'm diabetic. I do eat the little miniature ones every now and then. Yesterday, I had to go to the post office and mail out some cups from Patreons for one of the other podcasts. And Did you get you a king size? No, I didn't get a king size. But I'm like, man, I really should have ate lunch before I came. So I was really afraid my sugar was going to drop before I could get back home to eat. Snickers. Nope. I got a Twix. And it was so (laughs) good because I haven't had one in so long. Heaven. Don't mind me. I have to put my watch on Do Not Disturb. I'm just so popular. Oh. Whatever helps you sleep at night. I thought if I put my iPad on Do Not Disturb, it would put my watch on Do Not Disturb. That's how it normally works. Uh Same mind. Yeah, but evidently talked, it did not. You talked a little smack about Apple I know. a few minutes ago. They're listening. I know. They're listening they're listening. To you. They love you. They're listening. They're always listening. Kim, you talked about the post office. Do you still have that friend that you've made since you've been? I've not seen her in a while. Did I, she die? No, the last time I was, I think it might have been the last couple times, maybe a t- couple times ago that I was in there. I had asked about her and she, <laughs> the lady that was in there. <laughs> said that she was only there on certain days. So I don't know if I, maybe I'm just missing the days that she's there or not, but quite a while ago, it must've been last summer sometime a year ago, I went into mail out boxes and there was a lady in front of me and she was giving this little cashier lady a real rough time because she was making her, prove who she was before she would give her a package. Oh, Jesus. And because they, she had a P.O. box. On a stool sample. <laughs> <laughs> they, I mean, it's company policy. If they don't know you. Well, this little girl was new. I guess she wasn't a little girl. She may be a little bit younger than me, but. 30. Yeah, probably. And so she was all kinds of upset because the lady wouldn't prove her identity because she didn't have her driver's license with her. So the lady was all mad at her for making her show her driver's license when she didn't have it. And she finally left and she was visibly shaken at how mad this lady was. And I said, honey, I said, you do your job the way you're supposed to. You do your job. If they have a problem with it, that's their problem, not yours, because you're doing your job. And ever since then... Her and I have been BFFs. Oh, she always asks me how I'm doing when I'm in there. How you doing? And yeah, she asked me when my daughter got married in the spring Aww. and how that went. And yeah, every time I go in there, we're BFFs. Kim has the employee discount now. <laughs> she can the even use office. the bathroom there. She wants. <laughs> she's got the key. She just does whatever she wants now at the little post office in her small town. She's a sweet. Wait, she's a really sweet lady. I really hated that somebody was giving her. For something that they have to do. I can't stand that mentality that some people have when they're in a space like that where they have a little bit of power over a person and they resort to just being an ass when they don't get what they want. If I just throw a big enough fit, I'll get what I want. I'm like, that is like, all I see is a giant toddler in Mm -hmm. front of me right now. Are you too? I'm not going to, I'm going to even fight harder to not give you what you want. (laughs) <laughs> that reminds me is I have to go to church on Sunday, Josh. Church? Yeah. You I... lose a bet. <laughs> you lose a bet. No, I've been around you too often. I feel like I just need to he needs a... pray to someone Lower. just in case. But you never know. Church. Are you taking the phrase you need Jesus literally? 
Yeah. Because often he's, he's summoning our Lord and Savior in oh, this no. room. <laughs> he's got to go repent. I feel like we're going to have to get a cross of some kind put up in here. <laughs> Just because this is, maybe we get some, maybe come tax time we can uh, file that we are a church or something. There we go. For as often as Josh, Josh <laughs> maybe. calls upon the Lord and Savior. Is this a church for business or pleasure? <laughs> when they meet you, they'll probably say pleasure. Most of them do. <laughs> I noticed the last video that I laughed like SpongeBob a little bit. One of my la like the laugh oh, yeah. I just did. I'm like, oh my god, I sound like Squidward, but laugh like SpongeBob. I snorted a second ago, and I thought, oh, I sound like Josh. Because you're the one that's usually snorting. I can't believe I did that when we went to lunch before this. I snorted real loud. I was like, oh, that's... I hate embarrassing myself like that. See, I do get embarrassed sometimes. Who do I laugh like? For a second. God, I don't even know. I don't know. It happens so rarely. <laughs> I'm trying to think what you laugh <laughs> You don't think I laugh a lot? No, that's... I would... I had to remember what your laugh sounded mm. like. Because sometimes if it's real funny, you'll do your... <laughs> and, but most of it's your... See, it's not... So it's not a Santa laugh. That's like right, a, Josh. It's not Santa. <laughs> it's like you're trying to start... It's like, it's like you're trying to start a lawnmower. <laughs> or pull out a butt plug. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Kim, is that what it sounds like? <laughs> She's going to pee her pants. She is going to pee her pants. <laughs> She's red in the face. She is very red in the face. That's something you and I both do. If someone says real funny that catches up us off guard, we will, our mm -hmm. head tilts back and we just, mm -hmm. like a damn rooster. I know. <laughs> Are you going to be okay, Karen? <laughs> I don't think it would make it for this one. Now, who was that? Shane or me laughing? Listeners? <laughs> I am I'm decent at mimicking people's voices, even the those phones that you can unlock with the sound of your voice. Yeah. I can do my friend's husband real well. You can was, unlock phones with the sound of your voice? Some of them, yeah. What ones? I don't know. Whatever one he had. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> I phone he had. I don't ask. <laughs> I yeah, was I just don't know either. He he had left it somewhere and his son needed to look on it for something. He's oh I can't unlock it because his dad's voice. And I was like, I've known your father long enough. I feel like I can do his voice. <laughs> and I did it right. Like the first try it unlocked. I was like, hey, good to know. I told his wife, just joking. You ever want to get in his phone? I got you, girl. Are you having <laughs> a hard time getting funny. comfortable over there? He didn't go to the bathroom before like you and I did. No kidding, Kim. <laughs> I didn't trust the bathroom after you guys went there. That was a good call. After him, I was all right. We had brunch. I'm not swearing we won't have to stop at some point so I can go again. But Lord. Kim's got to go clean out. She got a date after. Oh, no, wait. Did Forget. you prep? <laughs> Prepare. That's what I say because some of the men on the apps are not educated in the ways of bottoming mm. and they just they're like oh i'm ready now are you ready with two seconds of prep and i'm like no i, I need at least an hour at the very least to get ready to see you <laughs> am i ready how dare you? you're like i just i'm napping right now right. actually 
I'm like, you think I, these pictures, I am hairless and shaven and waxed and stretched. <laughs> you think I just chill out like that? <laughs> I'm ready. I have a few times, but any time, any, it seems every single time I'll prepare, like in advance, nobody will be available. Mm. But if you don't, and you're like, eh, I'll just check to see if any cute guys around. And then you get a 10 who are like, I'm ready right now. You're like, oh, I'm 10 feet away. You don't want this right now, honey. I've you're been like, at the office all day. I'm so in Nashville, day. Tennessee, honey. I'm tra- especially traveling. I'll be 10 minutes. Whenever we travel, I always, I like to see dicks around me. It's just fun to do, a little hobby. As one does. <laughs> and it's nice. I When I get to an event, I will check Grinder before I get out because I like to know how many safe gay people are around me at this event. Is it a mostly, do I got to stay on guard a little bit around heterosexuals or will there be a lot of gay men who I can let mm. loose a little bit? Speaking of Josh, what's your <laughs> mystery today? I almost started it when you were talking about the Ouija board. And demons, because it has to do with a possession. Oh, yeah. As I've mentioned before, when we were younger, Grandma used to say, tell that devil to get off your back. And we've all heard the phrase, the devil made me do it, somewhere or another. That argument has been used in numerous cases where the suspect attempted to put blame on an outside, uncontrollable force, the devil so they were not responsible for their actions. I've been working in history long enough to know that humans definitely have the capacity for some evil deeds. I also don't believe in the devil or demons in the same way that I was taught growing up. So for most of the devil-made-me-do-it people, I call bullshit. It's one of my favorite cuss words to say. (laughs) Why? It's just so fun to say, I call bullshit. (laughs) Just so many ways to say it. I like watching the game played, the card game bullshit. Yes, I haven't played that in a hot minute. I always forget about that. Yeah, you got to try to trick people. Yeah. If you think they're lying, you go, bullshit. Mm, I like the game we're going to play for Unmasked. Oh, good. I think that devil blaming is a shield some use when they've done something that they didn't believe was possible from themselves. If we look back at history, for most of it, people were pretty dang horrible to one another, killing and torturing others in the name of protection, religion, or just because they looked at them the wrong way. While we as a society have evolved past that barbaric lifestyle, those urges still reside in some of us those little intrusive thoughts all of us get sometimes the only thing stopping us from acting out on them is our own moral compass and or the fear of retribution the mystery i have for today is about an alleged demonic possession so let's find out if the devil really made him murder or if he was simply suffering from a mental illness Just in the research that I've done on this case, I think that Michael was suffering from depression from being in a loveless marriage and the crippling responsibility of having multiple children. When he found and developed feelings for another woman, it caused him to have resentment towards his wife to the point that he disassociated and killed her and their dog. 
I think it was a way for him to quickly remove what was stopping him from being with another woman who he had feelings for. And he let intrusive thoughts from his own mind win instead of seeking help for his mental health. I wanted to start with what I thought of the case. That way, as everybody hears it, then they'll have their opinions. <laughs> it was the 1970s, so I do give more lenience for the fact that there was a still a stigma on mental health and finding the correct type of help was not as accessible as it is today. But let's see what y'all think. Picture it. <laughs> Sorry. I was watching the Golden Girls in the background <laughs> when I was writing this. It is West Yorkshire, United Kingdom in 1974. A man named Michael Taylor is a married father of five who lives with his children, his wife Christine, and a poodle. The family was pretty run-of-the-mill. They weren't wealthy or destitute, but lived a good life with a roof over their heads and food in their bellies. Michael had found work as a butcher, but he had trouble finding and keeping jobs due to a back injury from when he was younger. The family was kind of religious, but not very. They lived near several churches, but they didn't attend them regularly. Probably like a lot of people, Easter and Christmas. Michael was known to be a decently kind man who was known to have depressive episodes that went untreated. And when he suffers from them, he became distant and shuts off from his family. His children did say that they remember him being a caring father and husband. He was never known to become aggressive or violent to them or anyone else. Eventually, with his depression, a friend told Michael that he believed outside spiritual forces were causing it. He then convinced him to begin attending a weekly prayer meeting. I think attending those meetings would help a lot of people with depression. It wouldn't even have to be a prayer meeting, just if you're depressed and in your house isolated, just going to any type of group and setting, that'll help alleviate it a little bit. Sadly for Michael and his wife, the prayer meeting wouldn't be enough. It actually only made things worse. The meetings were led by a woman named Marie Robinson, who was known to be very soft-spoken and had an old-time religion mindset. At first, the meetings did seem to help alleviate Michael's depression. Everyone thought he had found purpose there, and he began to attend every meeting and function put on by them. It wasn't until he began spending a noticeable amount of time with Marie alone that people became suspicious. During some meetings, it was common for some of the members to have exorcisms performed on them and their demons cast out with the power of God. Marie and Michael would start to have private meetings in just the two of them. They would do things like sit across from each other for eight plus hours just doing the sign of the cross repeatedly to protect them from the evil of the power of the full moon. Average things. <laughs> they are sitting there on their butts just making a cross for eight plus hours. And it made me think of the phrase, God don't like lazy. Mm. I'm like, get get up. Your wife is sitting at home with all five of your children. And right. you're sitting there just relaxed and meditating. Jesus may love all the little children of the world, but mama's got a limit. <laughs> <laughs> Once the other members found out about Michael and Marie's private meetings, it didn't take long for their rumor mill to start spewing out rumors that they were having a love affair. 
His wife also began noticing that when he wasn't with Marie at the prayer meetings, Michael would lash out, become depressed again, and pick fights with her and their children. It got to a bad enough point that during one of the prayer meetings, Christine confronted Michael about his relationship with Marie right there in the middle of everyone. I can only imagine the faces of the other members of the prayer meeting. Oh, piping hot church <laughs> tea right here in the prayer meeting. I would have fallen out of my seat. Once he was called out, Michael stood, and instead of taking any responsibility for his actions, he began to speak in tongues aggressively towards Marie before being restrained by the congregation. Marie said this afterwards. I suddenly glanced at Mike and his whole features changed. He looked almost bestial. He kept looking at me and there was a really wild look in his eyes. I started screaming at him out of fear. I started speaking in tongues. Mike also screamed at me in tongues. I was on the verge of death and I seemed to come to my senses. I knew that only the name of Jesus would save me, and I started saying over and over again, Jesus. When Christine heard me calling on the name of Jesus, she started saying it too, and I believe firmly that only by calling on his name that I was not killed. Michael eventually calmed down, although he said he had no recollection of the incident. The shock of being called out by your wife at a prayer meeting and having no plan of what to say would be enough to send me into a blackout panic. I pass out when stuff gives me too much anxiety. I just like what grandma used to do. I just collapse to the floor and black out <laughs> for a few seconds. Like, right. oh. But it did get everyone's mind off of his accusations and on something else like demonic possession. So it was successful. Afterward, word got around town about the violent outburst and alleged affair. And before long, a local vicar was gathering up ministers with the belief that Mike was possessed by demons and that they needed to perform an exorcism. On October 5, 1974, Father Peter Vincent and Reverend Raymond Smith met Mike at St. Thomas's Church in Galber. They, along with the prayer group, were all ready to exorcise the demons out of Mike. Exorcise them demons <laughs> right out of them thighs, ladies. Oh, and you know how I was laughing yesterday, and I said I made another commercial. This yeah. is what I wanted to say. It. Okay, let's hear it. Are you being plagued by a plethora of demonic forces, but don't want to spend years in therapy working through them? I have some good news for you. New, bless your heart, demon, be gone, in a convenient suppository. Gone are the days of messy breakthroughs in therapy or tiresome exorcisms. Now, simply insert bless your heart gently and deeply into your devil's hole and enjoy the benefits of prayer and thoughts that go directly to that demon. Do not give bless your heart to children, those who may be pregnant, or anyone with common sense. Possible side effects may include projectile vomiting, your head spinning all the way around, or anal leakage. Brought to you by the owners of Sirens Resort and Spa. No <laughs> refunds. <laughs> I'm sorry. Listen, I think I am just the funniest thing. <laughs> I think you're pretty funny too. <laughs> 
You're going to be okay, Kim. I was cracking up yesterday writing this. I'm like, this is so funny. I don't know. I'm going to make it through this one, guys. And all two of you listeners that are laughing, I understand my humor. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Exorcism of Michael Taylor lasted for eight hours. During that time, the sacred rite of exorcism was performed. Michael began thrashing, convulsing, and spitting, all while he was tied to the floor of the church. They also jammed a crucifix into his mouth and completely soaked him in holy water. By 8 a.m. on October the 6th, the group called it quits out of their own exhaustion, unable to go any further with Michael's exorcism. The priest claimed that over 40 demons had been cast out of Michael, but that the remaining three would have to wait until later. Those demons were murder, madness, and violence. Mm. Like, if those are the three that are left, what ones did you take out? (laughs) Gluttony? Sloth? I'm like, you couldn't have left some light ones in there? Oh. (laughs) When I read that, I'm like... You want me to go home? (laughs) And then I also thought, too, he's the one that's been tied up to the floor for, God, eight-plus hours getting exercise, and they're the ones that are tired. Right. I got three left. Get him out of here. Michael, Christine, and the three alleged demons were then all told to go home and prepare for the next exorcism. Which, if I was Christine, I would have been like, You just said my husband has three deadly demons in him and you want me to go home with him alone and sleep? Are you out of your mind? But sadly, the couple was sent home alone and poor Christine and the dog suffered the consequences. At 9.45 a.m., less than two hours after the exorcism, police found Michael while on patrol. He was naked, disoriented, and covered in what they first thought was red paint, but soon found out otherwise. The police then rushed to Michael's home and were stopped by a criminal inspector. Neighbors had heard strange noises and had already called the cops to investigate. The criminal inspector stopped the cop who arrested Michael, saying, You don't want to see this one, son. I've seen nothing like it before, and I've seen a few. It's the wife. She's got no, he's ripped at her, son. It's a right mess in there. There's not much ever left. You don't want to see it. Before he threw up in the yard. Michael had, with his bare hands, not only murdered his wife, he gouged out her eyes and tongue, ripped most of her face off, and then killed their poodle, and then ripped off its limbs, eyes, and fur from its body. It was so horrific that most of the house was completely covered in blood. And the only motive that Michael gave for the crime is, Released. I am released. It is done. The evil in her has been destroyed. I got goosebumps on me now. When I'm just reading that part, ooh. The defense for Michael laid the blame on the church during the trial, stating that the group exasperated an already cracking mind. He cast doubt on the possession theory by calling it neurotics feeding neurosis to a neurotic. At his trial, believe it or not, Michael was acquitted by reason of insanity 
only receiving four years of psychiatric care before being released back into the public. He either had a really good or a really corrupt lawyer. That's all I'm going to say. Do you think the brutal murder of Christine Taylor was caused by demons possessing her husband? Or was Michael's existing mental illness driven to his breaking point by the hours of torture he received just hours earlier? Let us know what you all think. And remember, our mental health is our own responsibility. There is nothing wrong with seeking help with it, but make sure that it'll be the right help that you need. There are no quick fixes for mental health. Church can be helpful to some, but you can't just rely on prayer and exorcisms as a quick fix. I was watching a ghost show a couple days ago, and there was this guy on there who was talking about a haunting that was in his house. And he was blaming this demon that was in his house on telling him that he needed to drink and do all this stuff. Oh, yeah. And as I'm watching it, I'm like, does anyone recognize that this guy needs help for being an alcoholic? Right. Like, he needs help. Like, not, let's get someone in here to help him with the demon. Yeah. No, he He has He is an alcoholic. He needs help with that. Exactly. with a demon. And that's, there's, you know... You're limited on what you can say about that because some people's religion doesn't allow them to get medical help. They're just supposed to just pray and whatever is God's will is what will be. And that's all for you, but give me the doctor's number, (laughs) honey. I'll text him. (laughs) And if he's cute, you might give him your address. (laughs) How you doing? I'll let him do my prostate exam. (laughs) House calls. I am real nervous <laughs> when I have to start getting a prostate exam. I'm afraid he's going to reach That's coming up, re- isn't it? Yeah, reach up in there and be like, hmm, <laughs> bottom. <laughs> I can tell you the bottom. Popular, too, by the... <laughs> the hell is this? <laughs> I even found a quote from the Bible itself, from Proverbs 14.23. You have to talk the talk and walk the walk if you expect to succeed. Put in the hard work and long hours, and you will see wealth come your way. Put that attitude towards your mental health and enjoy the progress that you'll receive. Sounds like we have an ad for a mental health. (laughs) (laughs) No kidding. And I want to end with this. Do I believe in possessions? Yes, I do. I believe in the existence of higher and lower vibrational beings, as I've mentioned before. And I believe that you attract what you give. So give a little love today. Live and learn or die and know it all. I ended on our Southern phrase of the day because I squeezed it in there last minute, almost forgot. (laughs) Came in here right before when you were getting set up. I'm like, I forgot my Southern Uh. phrase. I don't know if one fits in this store or not. (laughs) I don't think there's a demonic possession Southern phrase, although there should be. Right. Have to add it in. Yeah. Pencil it in. (laughs) Don't tell the devil to get off your back. I guess I did use one. So, Josh, my topic kind of goes along with this whole thought, okay? So, have you ever heard of Strasbourg? It is in modern-day France. I've heard the town, like the city before. Yeah. So, I'm going to bring us back to 1518 when a plague struck Strasbourg. In Strasbourg in 1518, 
at the time, just a couple days ago. Yeah, at the time, it was part of the Roman Empire, Ooh. the Holy Roman Empire. The plague. What? Are you going to be okay? What? Are you fine? I'm making her laugh. Oh. You said Roman Empire. You said Roman Empire. Okay. Maybe we're going to get more men listening. How often do you think about the Roman Empire? All the time. I'm going to stop looking at Josh. (laughs) Thank you. Story of my life. All right. So, 1518, a plague hits this town. At the time, it was a very small town. It wasn't a small town. It was not as big as it is now. And this plague wasn't just an ordinary plague. They called it the dancing plague. Oh, yeah. And so, again, we're in Strasbourg. And Strasbourg was very interesting. <laughs> Josh is doing, uh, doing a little dance. Make a little love. Get down on that. Are you okay, Kim? <laughs> you just... Did you take a pill or something? So before I get into what leads, all right, before I get into the dancing plague, I want to mention a little bit about the town to give you an idea of what's happening. Shane's going to actually dance for us right here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love dancing. I, would I have love five dollars in my pocket. Break it down. One of the things that you'll find if you go to Strasbourg, even today is one of the main buildings is going to be the Strasbourg Cathedral. And when I was over in Europe and in France, rich, (laughs) (laughs) when you go to these towns, these old cathedrals still are huge, massive, beautiful, and they are still the focal point of these cities. Mm -hmm. And when I was in these cathedrals, I just... They're still breathtaking and to imagine how old they are. And even in this date in the 1500s, to know that the cathedrals that I was in predates this. So the wow. cathedrals that I were in was there during this time and they were old for in this time In our country, too. 200 years is yeah. ancient. <laughs> so the cathedrals back in the 1500s were very important. And it, the reason was because people's religion was very important. God and so, is good. Yeah. And so this cathedral served as not only the center of the town, but also the center of everyone's lives. So right. if you had a problem, you would go to the priest. Everything was centered and, around. Yeah. And the priest would always give you what you needed to do to fix your problem. If you had a problem, you would go to the church to... To get your problem fixed, and the priest would give you the direction to help you with that. Even with, like, farmers and stuff, they would go to yeah. the church. What normally was happening at that time is that the church would always say, God's mad, and we're going to have to get that fixed. <laughs> and people have been sinning too much, so that's the reason that these bad things are happening to you. So that kind of gives you the idea of the life that people were living at in this time period. And also the the town— it did have people that did have some money, but by large, a lot of people didn't have money. Right. And there wasn't a lot of clean water. And also, to mention the cathedral once again, I was looking up a little bit of history on that cathedral. It's a really nice cathedral. I feel like I've so, seen it. I just yeah, I, I look up so many cathedrals. Right. It's hard to remember which is which. Yeah. So it, it's, again, a really cool cathedral. And it was important to all of these people. So, what one thing that ends up happening before 
our story starts before the dancing plague starts is a meteor hits nearby. And when the meteor hits, everyone wants to figure out what happens because, of course, they're not going to come up with a scientific reason for this meteor. Right. We pissed God yeah, off. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what happens. The church is Repent. all, it's all this sinning that's happening. We need to get rid of the sinning. I'm such a sarcastic SOB. I would have gone to the priest and be like, is God ever happy? Because this sucks. <laughs> yeah. And, and what's funny, though, is even when people were poor and they didn't have much money, the church was always still, you still need to give give more money because that will look better with God. Pay your tithes. Yeah, so these cathedrals, even though people were still struggling, the people had to give money still. So I always thought that was a little weird. God you know. don't like cheap. Yeah, <laughs> it reminds me of one time I was at Grandma's house, and there was this preacher dude that was on TV. And we were flipping through the channel, and this guy was like really salesman-y. And so for some reason, we stopped it and started watching what he was saying. And I'll never forget, he said, call now, no matter what problem you're having in your life, just call now and plant your seed and it oh. will be fixed. And I just thought, I had if dog. you have a money problem, don't call and donate money. You <laughs> need money, donate today. Yeah, but beat the purpose. But anyway. That guy on the 700 Club that's... I was asking for donations because he needed a new private jet. Oh, to yeah. Reach more people. Yeah, I know. I've seen that <laughs> a little clip. So, <laughs> God, Kim saying that. Amen, now. Kim. Amen, Kim. So, that kind of just gives you an idea of the mentality of the time. Uh, if there was something bad that was happening, you would go to God. And it was everything was God. their fault and God was yeah. mad at them. <laughs> yeah. It was because because you were sinning too much and you need to give more money to the church. You've been thinking about your busty neighbor's wife again, ain't you, Charles? Yeah. And also, it, every time I hear some people say certain things, even now, it reminds me of these times. Like, for example, if something bad happens in the news or whatever the case is, why here is, well, God's mad at us. Ever since we took prayer out of school, oh, yeah. something's been happening. Oh. It's because we've strayed our country too far from God. So it's always it always reminds me yes. of times like this, of when there's always this these very large religions who try to make sure that they are, you know, in power. Mm -hmm. So it, it's gotta just, keep the fear together. Yeah, and so they want you to keep that influence with them, and yeah. So the. We'll go ahead and get into our story with the dancing plague. So the very first time that this appears on anyone's mind, it appears with this woman named Frau. This woman named Frau, F-R-A-U, Frau. I Frey. had a teacher named Frau Farbisna, but that's the Frey. only way I can say it is if I say Farbisna after. <laughs> so this first lady, her and her husband were having this chat evidently. And all of a sudden, she started breaking out into this dance. And all that we know about it is that she couldn't stop dancing. And she had, she went out onto the street and continued. Now, the dance was very odd. It wasn't... Rhythmic. Yeah, it wasn't uh, square dancing or anything like that. She's in there twerking. Yeah, no, <laughs> nothing like that. It was a very weird foot hop from one foot to the next. From one foot to the next. It was very weird to look at. And she continued to do it until she would exhaust herself so much that she would basically pass out and fall asleep. And then she would wake up 
and continue. My God. And if in order for her to eat and drink, that they would have to bring her food and drink. While she's just walking on down the road? Not walking, but basically dancing. dancing. Yeah. Or hopping, whatever, Mm -hmm. foot hopping. So they would call it a dance is, is how it was described. So what ends up happening is this, after a couple of weeks, this ends up spreading to about 40 people. So that dance starts spreading around, right? Infectious. Yeah. But at the top of its game, it's going to escalate to about 400 people. At some point in time. All just dancing around Yeah, doing the same thing. But it gets serious because at its height, it's said that the death toll started, started to take into effect and it would kill about 15 people on the streets. Oh, people I just died of exhaustion? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, you would just continue to dance until you were exhausted and die. Ugh. Now, I read two reports. One report said 15 people a day, and then another report said 15 people. So it was so long ago that it's really hard to pick out which one is right. accurate. But even 15 people, that's a lot for a plague that we don't know about. So the initial response when this starts happening is that, of course— you probably understand what's going to happen. They go to the church, and the church is— What do you think, guys? I don't know. <laughs> what I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So, you know, that they initially thought maybe it was demonic, but they weren't sure how to stop it, and whatever they tried wasn't working. So when that didn't work, they went to the doctors. Oh, <gasps> Ooh, oogie Back boogie. <laughs> yeah. We're going to cut your legs off. Yeah. That'll do it. <laughs> well, oh, they, God. I'm glad oh, Joshua. Just the worst thing possible. I'm glad, I'm glad Josh wasn't a doctor back then. <laughs> Let's cut their legs off. They'll stop dancing. Tired so, in the bed. So what they ended up doing, the doctors, was this was during the, the let's bleed them yeah. period. Uh, let's so leeches. they thought... That they had hot blood is what they would call it. That's what they would do when they need when they felt like people needed blood, is they thought that you mm. had hot blood. And what that is Only when they thought month. that your is when the, is when they thought that your brain basically would overheat and you had to bleed them to let it out. Let out that hot blood. Basically, yeah. So you had hot blood and you'd have to release and cool it off. I'm smarter than doctors were back then. That's sad. That's so weird. When, you know, when all the money's going to these religious organizations, what can you do? Let's bleed them or cut it off. (laughs) Let's bleed them or pray for them. Lord. So at some point in time, when that wasn't working, they figure out that the bleeding's not working. And it's probably making things worse. Because it was. I bet. So they shift their approach, right? They start closing the gambling houses and the brothels. So now people are dancing and all their entertainment and the brothels are being shut down. Because, of course, the church's thought was God's doing this because there's too much sin in this city. For shame. And what they do, get this, they also... The town donates a 100-pound candle to the cathedral. It's a big candle. It huh? is a very big candle. How would they even make a candle that big back then? With wax? 
Lots of beeswax. I wish that I wish our listeners could see the eye roll well, that Kim just gave me. My question is that would have made so many other little candles for the church. <laughs> they relied on candles for lighting back then. Josh, they had a direct someone at that church had a direct connection with God. You do not question oh, yeah. God. With God, God says wanted he wants a big a one hundred pound candle. God's gonna get a big and candle. God wanted. A big candle, and he got one. I just wanted one. <laughs> just one. He probably had all the little ones. He and they, they, you know, I'm sure the the priest was like, "I see all these. I see all these little candles." God said, "He's tired of the little ones. Let's give him a big one. Let's give him a big one." An innovative priest. Yeah, ahead of his time. <laughs> and then when that didn't work. Oh, you mean the big work? candle didn't work? It needs to be bigger. No, <laughs> I think that they were a little afraid because everything was wood. Right. So they were at some point they're like, "It's probably not a probably not a good Let's idea." Not like that. Yeah. So they decide they're going to outlaw dance, music, and centers. Sounds like Footloose. So all sinning banned. So they'll send you out. It wasn't already banned? No, it wasn't already banned. So what what ends up happening, though, is that this starts to die out. After two months, the cases are are going away, right? Uh, It reaches a climax of 400 people. Then then it, it seems to go away. But my question here is they get to a point where they outlaw dancing. Are they arresting these people or sending them away and it's the someone ones else's that are problem? Suffering. Yeah. Get them. Yeah. I can't help it, I swear. <laughs> so they fixed the problem, question mark? They just got rid of them all. Yeah. Just another, kill them. Another thing the town tried to do, because they're trying to figure out what, what to do, is they think, you know what we, we could try? Let's try to wear them all out. Because if they're worn out, they'll stop dancing. So they decide they're going to throw a big party. A big dance party for the whole town. So one night, they have live music. They bring all this food. No, it was before it was okay. outlawed. They bring all this food and, and water and drink. And the whole town comes out and dances for the whole night. They feed everyone. Water them, drink them, whatever you do. Hydrate them. Right. I guess is what you call water it. Them. Water them. They got the hose. <laughs> yeah, just and they wanted them as exhausted as, as they could, thinking the next day they're going to be too tired. They're not going to wake up and keep dancing. They did just that. And they did, and some of them died. So it wasn't working. When they outlawed it, it worked, evidently, because right. it stopped after the two months. It stopped. I, I just still can't believe the 100-pound candle. I know. did not. That didn't work? Josh is going to start Googling 100-pound candles to see if he can get himself a candle. No, at the Renaissance Fair, there is several places that sold these humongous beeswax candles. And they were varied in all sizes, but some of them were pretty large. And I've not really been around a lot of beeswax candles. And a couple of them I picked up, and they were very heavy. Or even the smaller ones, I didn't realize it was a lot denser than paraffin wax. I think right. was the other one. I'm just trying to imagine how big a hundred, one hundred pound one would be. So I'm one. I, I bet you're wondering right now. If you're not, I'm going to tell you anyway. So <laughs> you can wonder or not. 
Has this ever happened prior to that in history? And yes, it had. In Germany, at a town called, I don't know. Paris. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you're not going to know because I'm not going to know how to pronounce it, but Kolbeke, Kolbeg, it's K-O-L-B-I-G-K, Kolbeke, maybe? Kolbeke. So in this town in Germany, on Christmas Eve... The year of 1021, there was a group of people that got together, and there was a Christmas Eve service inside of this church. It was cold, and imagine it's snowing, and this group of people, they start dancing outside of this church. Sanders. I know. (laughs) And it starts interrupting the church service that's happening, and the legend goes— this is, you know, where legend meets Ooh. history. We're not sure which what part is true here because this part right here probably didn't happen. But supposedly, the priest came out of the church and put a curse on the people. And after that happened, those people continued dancing for so long that most of them died for a, a long period go. of time. Yeah. So... The priest murdered them. Yeah. <laughs> and then in another town named Aachen, also in Germany. Basically, don't go to Germany unless you want to dance. Dance. <laughs> right. Dance, dance the year until was, you die. The year was 1374. And in that instance, there was dancing and it was coupled with hallucinations. These people were hallucinating. Some reports said that it affected up to a couple thousand people. Some reports said it was several hundred people. So apparently it was a pretty big event. Lord. And at the time, and then after that, people thought that it was due to a demonic possession of of all of these people. Surprised not women weren't killed for witchcraft. Yeah. If they would have made a big enough candle, they wouldn't have affected so many people. Unfortunately, they Cheap didn't think bastards. of doing that. Yeah. They only made a 20-pound candle. This makes me think of Hocus Pocus when the witches put a spell on the parents in the town mm. Halloween party and just how exhausted they were after a few night or, or a few hours sure. that night dancing the next morning. They're like, oh, yeah. I couldn't imagine just days of that until you literally dance until you die. Oh, so I need to the bed. In modern times... Historians will look back and people look back and they wonder what could have happened. And one of the theories is maybe it was some type of food poisoning. Maybe there was poison of some kind that got into their food system or water system that caused this. Another theory is typhus. I think I know her. Another theory was epilepsy, which... A lot of people suddenly have epilepsy. Right. Yeah, Very weird. And it only lasted for two months. Do we know odd. if it affected men, women, children more? Or well, the, was that all? It sounded people? like it was mostly women. And but but again, it may just sound that way because of how history has portrayed the instance. Okay. And the reason I say that is because in 1526. Blame was shifted to women at the time, saying that it was because of the woman who started it, that it was her fault. 
as like she was trying to be a rebel. She didn't want to follow her husband's rule and all these other women. Yeah. So she started dancing and all these other women followed suit. And then more people, more of the women felt pressure to follow along. Screw you, George. So they blamed the initial woman. So I don't know if there was mostly women involved or if over time that history got reflected to be mostly women because of them being blamed for the instance. Surprise! Yeah, because of course when they go to shut down the centers, they're kicking out the people who are working in the brothels. They're not kicking out the people who are using the brothels. Yeah. It ain't the man. It's the that's yeah. a man could sleep with a thousand women. He oh, that's a a doubt. Mm-hmm. But a woman has two men. Oh, harlot. Yeah. How dare you? And unmarried. And another thing to think about is at the time there were a lot of superstitious beliefs. Oh, I love them. So there was a big belief in possession and curses. So historians think that that could have been a factor as well. That if there were a large group of people and they were being seen, if they saw other people being afflicted, if they had a strong belief system in the area of curses and demons, they could think that, oh my gosh, maybe I will be inflicted with a demonic possession or something. The mind's not as strong as we think it is sometimes. So (laughs) they would go along with it as well. So I just watched a thing recently about the history of werewolves from that oh, really? same area and time frame. That's funny. Talking about all legends and curses and whatnot. It's inter- I love to know how things originated. Mm. So I have some things to wrap up this little story. Interestingly, I found this out. In 1524, four years after the dancing event... The city council for the town, they changed the cathedral from being Catholic, and they moved it over to the Protestant faith. Now, I don't know if that's because— A lot of Europe was— Yeah, but it made me realize the type of turmoil that was happening in the area and the faith turmoil in that town, and to know what happened just four years later— So that kind of gave me an idea of what was happening. It's now a Catholic cathedral again. Also, about 12 years after that, I think, their first university was established in the town. So I thought that was a very interesting. Hmm. But I'm I'm wondering if it was, if that university would have been there prior, maybe they would have had more educated people to help with the scenario instead of focusing more on the religious aspects. Yeah, maybe like actual... Help instead of a candle. Right. I can't believe that. Just, I'm, I'm sorry. I keep going back to that. Just a candle. <laughs> you know what? I feel like, please, priest. People come banging on the door. We need your help. What can you do to help us? A candle. God says a 100 candle. pound candle. And he'll stop killing people. Shooting uh, one hand and throw it out the other. <laughs> so to give you some more details about this cathedral, because... It's, it actually looks really cool. We'll post some photos of the cathedral. The cathedral is also called Our Lady of Strasbourg. And at a later date, when a different cathedral has a fire, this cathedral will eventually become 
the tallest building in the world. So it is a very big cathedral. Wow. And at this time in the 1500s, it was a very big cathedral. Yeah. So for this town to have such a massive cathedral, you have an understanding of how important religion is to this place. And I also all the taxes. (laughs) And I also have a, a fun little note that if you are a fan of the Sherlock Holmes movies and show, the Sherlock Holmes, A Game of Shadows, when it was filmed, they filmed in and around the cathedral. And the opening scene where they have the assassination bombing, it happened in that city. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was really fun. And also, I have just a couple more little things to share. In 1605, the world's first newspaper was printed in this city. I thought that was fascinating. That is awesome. Yeah, you didn't need to know that, but you now you know it. And press. Yeah. You and also, we're, we're going to be playing trivia. I know. I know. You could be at a bar tomorrow, and mm-hmm. you're going to be like, where was it? And you're like, oh. I know it. Now, you probably won't remember the city's name, but you'll be like, oh, they had the, that dancing <laughs> They got the candle. All I'm going to do is anytime I hear that city for the rest of my life, oh, that's a place with a 100-pound candle. <laughs> <laughs> and one more fun fact is that in 1889, they discovered the pancreatic origin of diabetes in this city. No. Yes, Kim. Kim has diabetes, and you have she this city to, to think that they figured out the origin was from the pancreas. I'll be darned. Yes. Pancreas sounds like a cute name for a dog. Yes. My little pancreas. Mama needs her low sugar. But that's what I have, guys. Awesome. Well, that was yes. a very interesting mystery. I've heard mention of the dancing plague before. Mm-hmm. But there's so many plagues. When... A lot of times when I hear the word plague, I think of, oh, the bubonic plague, the black plague. Right. And I I didn't realize, oh, no, there's been a plethora of plagues. The problem is no one knows for certain if it was, like, what was the cause of it? Was it bacteria? Was it viral? Or was it mass hysteria is what people want to label it. I bet it was a... A parasite in the turd water everybody was drinking. It could back be. Then. It could be. It, it's really up in the air. People did die from it, and there was a weird dance that people had, and there was some exhaustion. Yeah. And there's a very bizarre. There's a fungus. It might be called the zombie fungus, but it will actually, once it gets into an insect host, it will take over that host's body and control it. Basically, it'll grow until it kills it. Mm. Because it's taken over its whole body and it'll even grow mushrooms from out of its oh body. Oh my gosh, that's um, terrifying. Makes a good, be an interesting horror movie. No kidding. <laughs> Do you have any more? No, but I will say for my Unmasked episode, I have one more instance of something similar happening. Ooh. But it's a really crazy story. So I think that our Unmasked listeners will really enjoy it. Well, good. I'm excited yes. for it. They made a second candle. Hope <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not black flame. It was oh, 150 pounds. God, 155. Wouldn't that be funny if the third movie they have a hundred pound candle a that was giant. lit in Strasbourg? No. I know all that. I know in how that this cathedral. Will end. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Oh, I can't wait. I hope there's a third. There is. It's confirmed. I did see. It's possible that it might have more to do with the witch mother. The 
gray-headed witch from mm. the second movie. It might have to do with some of her origins and backstory as well. Did you know that the the lady that plays that witch Game was actually the girl in the first one? The littlest girl? They have the mm. same costume on. Oh. The little girl, the costume Danny has on in the first one is the same outfit that the witch mother in the second one is wearing. Mm. I thought it was the same girl. That no, because that was way before Danny was born. That was when the witches were little girls, when it shows her. Hundreds of years before, like right. 300. Long time. Back when you was a little kid. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, kid. Back when she was here <laughs> for this dancing plague. But that the lady who plays that witch is the shame nun from Game of Thrones. The one who has one of the worst fates in the whole... Yeah, I remember. Oh, I didn't watch it. I was obsessed. I will end if we... Does anybody yeah, go ahead. Have any, Cam, do you have anything else to add today? No, I don't think so. Any little quips or quanders or... <laughs> I think I want to know what you guys think that it was that caused that, but I'll we'll talk about that in Unmasked. I think in zombie mushroom or turd water parasite. <laughs> I always I think about that a lot. I think about with history, boy, everything just smelled so bad. Even if you shared a bed with somebody, nobody's brushing their teeth or bathing right. regularly. Open them sheets, woo, and two. Ooh, no wonder everybody was drunk all the time. You had to drink something fermented because yeah. the water was just turds floating. I think it was an actual plague of some kind. I don't buy the mass hysteria belief. The reason is because I think that what made it worse was when they had the dance in the street. I think it probably affected more people and spread more. And it was a very weird dance to have. It's not... Uh, Someone would see it and be like, yeah, I want to go do that because it looks fun. Yeah, It looked absolutely miserable. People were miserable doing it. And people would cry and whine because they were absolutely miserable. So why would I feel like I needed to go join in and do that? Especially if you have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. You can't just stop. Yeah, you wouldn't. You'd be just going right there. These people were miserable doing it. Mm -hmm. I don't think that it was, oh, yeah, they're being possessed. Maybe... I'm being possessed too. Let me start doing it. Speaking of turd water, that brings me to my bless your heart for today. Oh, boy. (laughs) Our bless your heart for today is a little closer to home. She is a marvelous lady, mother, sister, daughter, and friend. Her oldest daughter did pass away in a car crash 11 years ago on October 28th, and since then, she has become a mother to so many other people. Since then, Kim has turned her grief into love for all of those who are lucky enough to have her in their life. She has given speeches for MAD, Mothers Against Drunk Driving, always has a shoulder to cry on, and is a true inspiration to me, and I hope to all of our listeners. Especially with what Kim told me just this morning about another parent of one of the kids, We never know how grief will affect us. Let's let Kim be an inspiration for us all to know that we can thrive even after living through our worst nightmares. Kim, I give you, M, Amber, and the father of that other child a big old bless your heart. And thank you for being a friend. 
got a little teary-eyed. I was got emotional. That's okay. I'm a little bit more than little. We love you, Cam, even though we give you a hard time. You are dearly to this queerly. You are dearly to this queerly. See, I can't be sentimental the whole time. i got to add a funny to it. It's just the way I am. Right. And we would like to give a special thank you, Jesus, to our loyal and brilliant patrons and your exceptional taste in our podcast. We appreciate all of you and hope that you enjoy us on Unmasked. Don't forget to follow Mystery Inc. on Instagram or join us on Patreon to hear our bonus episodes of Unmasked that we do right after this one. Find us on both platforms under at It's Mystery Inc. You can also join us on Facebook at Shane and Josh's Rabbit Hole so we can interact with you all there. Send me all your pictures. <laughs> we also have a new website, itsmysteryinc.com. There you can listen to any of our episodes, enjoy photos of us, and even submit ideas for mysteries or any positive news that you would like to share for Bless Your Heart. To our unmasked listeners, I have some extra tidbits and interesting facts about possessions and what happened to Michael Taylor for us. Shane, do you have anything else to add? I think that's it, but it's funny that you mentioned Kim because the day that we went to the furniture store, that was the anniversary of Amber's accident. Oh, yeah. That was why it was just the other yeah, day. Yeah. And you were on my, I was at the office that day and you were on my mind, but I didn't want to text you because I'm like, I don't know how she's feeling, if she just want me. Oh, she probably just wanted to stay home remembrance. alone. Because that, that's I what I would do. Out. Yeah, You're going to get your butt out. Shane's good at that. Yeah, he's really good In fact, that. I woke up and I said, hey, I'm on my way over. That's right. I'll, <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> you going to say no to me, little thing? I'll pick your ass up. Let's get in the car. Get in the car. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the first year that Emily wasn't home. Oh, yeah. Or she's in Chicago. She got married and left the house. She did. Left She'll be her back, mother. She'll be back. Mm-hmm. She'll be back. Yeah. So At least she got a good husband. She he did. seems like a nice guy. Yeah. He's cute, nice little cute little fella. He's not little, but <laughs> I, anybody younger than me, I'm like, look at you, little guy. How many he, fingers old are you? He like, FaceTimed <laughs> me last night. He had shaved his mustache off. Aww. I said, what did you do that for? You look like you're 12. <laughs> he says, I'm getting ready for No Shave November. And I'm like, oh, okay. So Bless he'll be growing up back. <sighs> it's funny that you brought up the mad, doing stuff for mad. They haven't, we haven't done anything with MAD for a really long time because of the pandemic. Right. They just never really got anything I know else you were doing it every year till then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd been doing it quite a bit. And that stands for Mothers Against Drunk Driving, right. for those who are listening. And the day before her anniversary, which is, would have been Friday, they actually called me when oh. I was doing a, a Zoom call, doing work with Shane. And they had called me wanting to know if I was still interested in doing oh, it. Oh, good. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know. <sighs> It's tough. It's it's rough to I do. Bet. I bet. I know in the past when you did it, how much it you like to do it because it helps and yeah. it spreads mm-hmm. awareness. But that's got to be rough. It is to tell and just and especially with younger kids like that. Some of them aren't listening, or yeah. some of them are giggling. At sh- the good thing about it is I do high school, so oh, they are really good about. They'll sit and they'll listen. And you don't realize how many people that you do really touch doing it until the first, very first time I'd done it was for your guys' school, Wapahani. And two or three days after I had done it, I was in Walmart and I had some little girl come up to me and she's like, you were just at Wapahani talking, wasn't you? And I'm like, yeah. 
And she says, I'll never forget it. So you don't realize how many people you really do affect doing it. And fast forward many years after that, I was in Staples. And I was getting help with some kid for something I was looking for. I can't remember what it was. And Antivirus for a computer. (laughs) Probably. And he says, boy, you look really familiar. And I'm like, I'm from Monroe Central. My kids go to Monroe Central. And so I was trying to jog his memory on where he had seen me. And I said, where did you go to school at? And he said, Wapahani. I said, when did you graduate? And he told me, I said, I bet you seen me when I was, when I spoke there. And he, that's exactly where it was. So it's something that really stays with him too. Oh, yeah. I like that one a lot better because the other ones, they are very scary. Like the one our school did a thing where they brought in a car that had been totaled in a crash and did like a fake. Yeah, I've spoke at those. Scene. And actually the last time I spoke was at the one at Monroe Central that it mock car crash is okay. what they are. And I have a rough time doing them anyway. And especially watching the mock car crash. that Those are really like, tough to watch. And... My cousin was the coroner, so they had the coroner come in, so I'm seeing family come to this. And then they started playing a song as they were transitioning uh, out, and the song that they were playing was played at Amber's funeral. Oh, So yeah. I was a flat-out mess. Which was at the high school. Yeah, right. which was at, at the high school. You're like, I can't right now. Yeah, yeah, so I was a flat-out mess trying to... I had to pull myself together before I could actually get up and speak, and it was a really rough day. If you're listening and you're not sure what we're talking about, we did a previous episode with that where we talked about what happened to Kim's daughter. It's called The Haunting Tale of Amber. So you should go back and listen if you're not sure what we're talking about. All right, guys. Are you ready to start our Unmasked episode? I am. All right. I do have a new game for us to play. It's going to be called Unmask the Imposter. And Josh and I are going to be... One of us is going to be playing an imposter, and Kim's going to be trying to figure out who it is by interrogating us. Before we go, I did want to do one little dad joke, just to give people who aren't on Unmask a taste of what they're missing. Okay. (laughs) I found a little box of dad's jokes. I was so excited. Where do animals go when they lose a tail? The retail store. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, funny. Lord. See, this ain't fair. I'm the laughy one in the group. <laughs> You're the extra one in the group. <laughs> <laughs> it just takes less to make me happy. Ignorance <laughs> is bliss. Well, everybody, we will talk at you next week or on Unmasked right after Kim and I get back from the bathroom. Right. <laughs> All right, guys. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.